0: Inna ka la tahdee man ahbabta allaha man Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Salaamu alaykum t'la. Welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. We have
1: Sheikh Tim Hummel. Assalamualaikum Sheikh. Wa <laughs> wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing Sheikh? I'm very very well. Jazakallah khairan. How are you? Yeah alhamdulillah.
0: Sheikh, you know um, I wanted to discuss a very important topic. I've, had a, I've just been given a good idea
1: Okay, brilliant, beautiful <laughs> um,
0: By yourself, mashallah <laughs> So I um, was thinking you, we could do We could actually speak about the characteristics of a, a caller to Islam, a day You know, because a lot of the time we're speaking about how to do it, what we do, etc But the actual internal characteristics, what we should have mm. if we're calling to Islam and representing Islam so I was thinking maybe, you know, I'll do a series, Dawah 101, so I can Beautiful. ask different shakes, you know. And uh, maybe we can start with you today with
1: um, characteristics of a... Uh, that sounds amazing. So after saying, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala Rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi, wa ala ma ba'd. There are different ways to look at this, but I'm just going to start with, with uh, an ayah. And this ayah, if I'm not mistaken, is at the end of Surah Yusuf. And Allah describes a particular methodology of giving da'wah, and within that, we can take out certain characteristics of the person who is is calling to Allah. Mm -hmm. Before we even do that, we should say that that we should talk about the the excellent status of the person who calls to Allah. Who is better in speech than the one who calls to Allah? and does good deeds, and says indeed, I'm one of the Muslims and Mm. maybe even we can stop there before we even go to the ayah that I was going to talk about a Mm. moment ago and say right here, there's something here because the person calls to Allah with their speech but they also act upon the knowledge that they have Mm. and that's even when I was planning on bringing that in later on but while Mm. we're talking about who is better in speech than the one who calls to Allah and does good deeds, and mm. says indeed I'm from the Muslims, the person mm. is calling to Allah with their speech, right? Mm. They're, 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 they're from the people who are ahsan, ahsan uqawlan, they're the best of the people in speech. Because that was the job of the prophets and the messengers, alayhi salatu that's what the prophets and the messengers, that's what they did. But also, it wasn't just speech. Mm. And I think in the world of da'wah today, I, I worry that a lot of people giving da'wah now, it's become about the speech, you mm. know, it's become about the, um, you know, the way you explain Islam mm. to be, or the way you captivate an audience Or the way that you attract people, or you get views, or you get people mm. to be interested But it's become, the, the, the issue of al-amal as-salih, of righteous deeds has mm. become maybe marginalized a little bit And people have started to feel like it doesn't matter And you know, that, that reminds me of, you know, the, the, the statement of the Prophet "Letet man kana qablakum." You'll follow the way of the people who came before you mm. And if you look at the Christian preachers Especially these big, you know, um, huge crowds They have millions of mm. people watching them Or hundreds of thousands of people watching them These big Christian preachers What do you see from them? You see from them that they have no amal saleh mm. no right, They're not righteous people They're very corrupt, very mm. evil Very, you know, um, disobedient and defiant They're not, they're not people who are Genuine in their worship of yeah. Allah, even as Christians. And it's really sad that that we 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 see some a trend moving in that direction among mm-hmm. the Muslims of people who are happy to have be able to talk the talk, but yeah. they're not willing to actually be able to implement it and put it into practice. Shekh, you know this is like one of the,
0: I would say the the first time in history where people's actions or deeds have been, Kind of showcase to the whole world at a, click of a click of a button You know, with a video on YouTube Or whatever social media You're kind of like Showing the whole world what you're doing And You know, where's the kind of Deeds that you're doing
1: purely for the sake of Allah mm. you, you know, that also has a big effect in it That is so true So I mean, we could definitely start and say that From the characteristics of the da'iyah Is al Al-ikhlas because ikhlas and sincerity—that's the whole religion. Allah Azza wa Jalla said, "Wama umiru illa din." They were only commanded to worship Allah, making the religion sincere for Him alone. And everyone knows that the surah in the Quran, Surah al-Ikhlas, "Qulhu Allahu Ahad. Allah Azza wa Jalla has commanded us to make everything that we do. "Qul inna salati wa nusuki wa wa mamati rabbil my. Uh, my uh, my sacrifice, uh, my prayer, my sacrifice, my life and my death are for Allah, Lord of the Worlds. Mm. And without that sincerity, it might be that a person becomes known on the earth and has a lot of people who follow them. Mm. But the person is known on the earth, but they're not known in the heavens in the sense that they don't have they don't have the good deeds and the sincerity mm. that mm. goes with them to actually you know to to, to actually count for something mm. in the sight of Allah. But instead it's somebody who you know, counts a lot for people here But doesn't count a lot in the sight of Allah And that's, really, mm-hmm. that's a really dangerous And a really, it's a really sad thing to mm-hmm. imagine somebody to go like that So perhaps what we should say at the beginning is ikhlas, ikhlas and of course mutaba'ah Because those two go together Ikhlas and following the sunnah mm-hmm. of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam This has to be the way of the da'iyah mm-hmm. That brings me to the ayah in Surah Yusuf by the way, uh, In which Allah said Qul أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةِ أَنَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعْنِي وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهُ وَمَا أَنَا مِنْ مشركين. Say this is my way And that's the first thing from the characteristics of the is The da'iyah is the one who's following the way of the Prophet ﷺ Which is why I, I linked it to that issue of mm. ikhlas wa Sincerity and following the sunnah The da'iyah is the one who's following the sabeel The way of the Prophet ﷺ and this way that he's going to describe, or is described in the Qur'an, it's described for us in relation to da'wah. I call the people to Allah. And this is the second characteristic of the da'iyah from this ayah that I wanted mm. to take, and that is that the da'iyah is someone who calls to Allah. Maybe people might find that strange. We're, we're on an Islamic podcast right here, talking about Islam, mm. and we make a condition that the da'iyah should be giving da'wah to Allah, but when you see so many people are not, they're giving yeah. da'wah to... Political uh, po- politics and political groups, they're giving da'wah to themselves, I, for people to follow me and to, to be followers of me, yeah. and people who are walking behind me, and I'm there, and yeah. that's not da'wah to Allah, yeah. or people are giving da'wah to their particular jama'ah, their particular group, or their yeah. particular ideology that they have, but the dā'ī, the one who's really giving da'wah, is the one who's giving da'wah to Allah, and that means that the Da'iyah's first concern and greatest concern is to call the people to Al-Tawheed, mm. to call the people to to worship Allah alone based on knowing Allah. That's what the Da'iyah has, has been told and been commanded. And that's what the Prophets were commanded. We sent to every nation a messenger saying, worship Allah and avoid everything which is worship mm. besides Allah. Mm. So the da'wah has to be to Allah. It so can't on. be this, to anything it, this else. Is the,
0: this is the path, this is the Sabeel of the Prophet وسلم,
1: And the Prophets before him as well, because <coughs> we the Prophets were not any different mm. in, their, in their da'wah and from the evidences for that is that when you look at the da'wah, describe the da'wah of the Prophets in the Qur'an, you see that the da'wah is one. Mm. It's, not, it's not that they had different styles mm. or different ways but the dawah of the prophets, mm. the way that they gave dawah was they called mm. the people to Allah, mm. and then you come to the next part of the ayah, ala basira, with Allah. insight. And basira, obviously, we know the word basar; it means to be able to see something, right? Mm. So your basar is your sight. So basira is insight. And the scholars of tafsir, some of them, they said that insight of a person in dawah should be in three things: they should know the person that they are giving da'wah to. So you should never ever get into a da'wah situation as a daya where you are not you, you're guessing or you're you're building making assumptions about what the person you're speaking to believes and maybe the message you're conveying to them is not the message that they need. For example, a person you know sees somebody outside of a church And says, you know, I'm going to come and I'm going to prove to you that the Bible is not true Mm. And that Christian may turn around and say, well, to be honest, I don't really have a problem with that Because I don't really believe the Bible Mm. is true anyway I just believe the Bible is just a, you know, figurative guide of, you know, Mm. sort of morals and things that help But I don't really particularly believe that it's the word of God So until you know the person Mm. you're giving da'wah to You don't really have, you can't really say that that da'wah has insight Mm. And the second thing is to know your subject matter that this, from the characteristics of the da'iyah is they should have insight about what they're going to talk about. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that you have to be a scholar of Islam because ultimately if we say that a scholar, even if we define a scholar as uh, someone who, uh, for example, if we if we use the, the classical definition of a mujtahid, mm-hmm. someone who is going into the Qur'an and the sunnah and delving, you know, deriving their own rulings, and you're not, that's not the condition for giving da'wah, mm. but the condition for giving da'wah is to know what you're talking about, when you talk about it. Mm. So the example of this, the Prophet he said, anni ayah." Give or convey my message, even if it's just one ayah, that's a proof that you don't have to know all of the, the ayat, but when you know that one ayah, you when you speak about that one ayah, you yeah. speak about what you know. Mm. And the third thing you have to have insight about, and I believe this is one of the most important, is to have insight about yourself, Mm. to know yourself, and know your limits, and Mm. know where to stop, and when to say, I don't know the answer to this question. And how many times in da'wah do you feel the pressure that you have to Mm. answer, you know, especially when it's these kind of confrontational da'wah situations where two people are head to head and it's like, what's your answer to this? What does the Qur'an say? If you speak at that time without knowledge, you are speaking on behalf of Allah, hmm. on behalf of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on awesome. behalf of Islam and the Muslims. And to speak without knowledge co- comes under the ruling which Allah said about it, "Wa That you say about Allah, that which you don't know. Hmm. For someone to come and say, you know, what does Islam say? I'm going to tell you what Islam said. As soon as they say that, you're speaking on behalf of Allah mm. You've taken upon yourself to stand up and say Allah wants this from you And that is a huge sin if you get it wrong So a person must know themselves, Know where to stop Know when they feel themselves getting angry and frustrated And they don't want to You know, you just, sometimes you have mm. that And know when to just say I'm not sure of the answer to that mm. At the end of the day, I'm a human being And complete knowledge, that's with Allah mm. I'm going to go find out I will come back to you with the answer, but I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't want to speak Mm. without knowledge, so bear with me on that one. Even if the person wins a a small victory against you in the short term, in the long term, inshallah ta'ala, that will be reversed. Mm. Actually, your da'wah will be successful because they appreciate your sincerity. And how many times do we see people today, when they're giving da'wah, giving da'wah and trying to, you know, sweeten Islam in a way that isn't appropriate, you mm. know, say false things, try to sell people the yeah. religion of Islam with things that aren't part mm. of it because mm. they don't either they don't know their subject mm. or either they don't know who they're talking to mm. or either they don't know mm. themselves.
0: SubhanAllah Shaykh, you know, he um, said a very profound point about it's not just about the speaking; the sincerity is so important. You know, it brings me. I remember that one brother. Um, he used to do a lot of dawah and. But he was very private Dawah SubhanAllah, he, he didn't have YouTube, he didn't have these things, he'd be on the streets And I knew about, you know, that he was getting a lot of, uh, a lot of people accepting Islam He didn't have like, he wasn't a scholar of Islam, he didn't necessarily have even that much knowledge But SubhanAllah, many people, were, Allah was guiding people through him On the other hand, sometimes, you have people who have all the answers, you know but subhanAllah, you see that, you know, even sometimes some of these people, many people accept Islam by them. The point I'm getting at is the proof of the, uh, the, of, of your dawah is not in the, the fruits of what happens. Whether you see shahadas or not doesn't mean that you're doing dawah correctly or not. It, like I like say, coming back to what you said, it's doing it in the way the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told us and Allah and yeah. his Messenger have told us Definitely According to the correct way And if anyone accepts Islam, great If they it's don't, a, no problem As long as we've done our job
1: It's absolutely not the, the number way. of shahadas It's not, it's not a shahada yeah. count How many shahadas do you have? And sometimes mm. when people ask that question I like to turn around and say Out of the people who accepted Islam through you How many of them are practicing Islam today? That's mm. a metric that means something You know, mm. How many of them mm have actually stayed in Islam and try, uh, uh, and you've actually held their hand all the way through to the point where they're going to the masjid five mm. times a day That's so, worth more than the number of people who right. you manage to convince in five minutes on the street Not to take anything away from the people right. who are out there on the streets giving da'wah because that's mm. an amazing thing But don't be disheartened about mm. numbers The Prophet SAW said there will come a, a Nabi yom Al-Qiyamah, a Prophet yom Al-Qiyamah and there will only be with him rajulun." One man or two men who accepted And there will come a Prophet And there's nobody with him at all Nobody accepted his da'wah and I yeah, think, His da'wah was successful Yeah, his da'wah yeah. was successful yeah. Yeah. Nobody accepted mm-hmm. from him He did the job mm-hmm. that he was commanded He mm-hmm. conveyed the message from Allah mm-hmm. But nobody answered his call And I think there's a beautiful example If we're talking about the characteristics of the da'iyah Let's take a little time to look at some of the Prophets, Mm. for example, Nuh. And if you read Surah Nuh, Surah Nuh has got some amazing uh, guidelines for giving da'wah. For example, one of the things I love about Surah Nuh and about Nuh and the way that he gave da'wah, there's a couple of things. One is the way he varied his style of approach. He called upon his people in the night and in the day. He called upon them in secret oh. and in open. He, co- he kept he, inni, uh, uh, he said I, uh, lahum, I spoke to them privately. Uh, uh, he said A'lantu lahum, wa lahum I spoke to them openly and I spoke to them and I, I spoke to them uh, sort of quietly on the side. So he varied the, the style of da'wah that he gave. He spoke to people each person in the way that suited them. And Realize that sometimes when you take one approach with somebody that that approach might not Be the approach Mm. which necessarily reaches that person's heart Mm. some people it's a public speech and it's like okay Who is gonna accept Islam and with other people? It's a very private Mm. like could I have a word with you and you know some Mm. people it's 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 a long-term kind of thing You've built up you need to vary the styles and the way that you speak Mm. to people you can't have a one size fits all method because Mm. people are different You have a one size fits all method in terms of the pillars of da'wah that that are the da'wah of the Prophet, like calling the people to tawheed first of all and things like that. But in terms of whether you speak to them publicly, privately, online, offline, Mm. um, in a group, alone, uh, whether it's a very personal kind of spending time with them and showing them through your actions, or whether it's a very much, you know, it's a letter, or whether it's Mm. you actually saying, you know, I want you to become Muslim Each person has yeah. got the way that
0: works yeah. for them I remember, Sheikh, um, there was one man He was coming to the, the masjid in Manchester for a long time I thought he was a Muslim oh. But like I'm talking a few years He was coming to the lectures And I was just getting a coffee at the masjid And I said to him, how long have you been a Muslim? He said, I'm not a Muslim yet I said, what? And oh. how? And I knew this guy had been coming for two, three years and I said to him, I said, fear Allah. You know, like uh, I said, you know, you know, I, I gave him a very kind of stern warning about yeah. the hellfire, right? Because, like, he was delaying it, Sheikh. This guy, I know deep down, he wouldn't be coming to the masjid for so long, right? Yeah. And he, he walked away, stormed off. The next day, he accepted Islam with somebody. Okay. And the next week, he came up to me and said, I just want to thank you for that warning. You know, he said, I needed it. Now, you see, subhanAllah, of course I'm not going to go up to someone on the street who's never heard about Islam and say that, right? But it's kind of like trying to find, knowing who you're speaking to, know
1: that you have to say the right thing in the right place at the right time. This is like hikmah, right? Definitely. Hikmah is, that's exactly what hikmah is. Mm. To know when to say Something and when to be silent and mm. when to act and when not to act mm. and when to be sort of uh, Forceful <laughs> and when to be soft. Mm. That's and a lot of people misunderstands. How many people think mm. that hikmah is just being soft? Mm. That hikmah means being so, you know, the people say well, why mm. did you not tell that person about Islam? What's oh, it's hikmah mm. And why have you not, uh, you know, invited them mm. actually physically said to them, you know, become a Muslim, mm. but it's hikmah but actually that's that's not hikmah, that's mm. maybe a false hikmah. Hikmah is actually knowing when to take, the, which approach to take for the, for that particular mm. person. And that's what Allah commanded. Hikmah is something Allah commanded the da'iyah to Allah to have. bil إِلَىٰ سَبِيلِ رَبِّكَ بِالْحِكْمَةِ الْحَسَنَةِ وَجَادِلْهُمْ أَحْسَنَ Call to the way of your Lord with wisdom. So that's about knowing mm. what to do, what to say at the right time. And al-mau'idhat al-hasanah is about knowing uh, the right way to convey something, the right way to, to reach a person, the right words to use, the way that you speak to people, the way that you address them. And you, uh, when you inevitably, and some of the scholars saw it as a, st- a series of steps, that the hikmah, that's the that's the beginning, and then it becomes more ida It becomes a more of an you actually give them a speech and a, mm. an admonition, you actually call them mm. to Islam, and then they will inevitably be what jidal. There'll mm. be some back and forward, and jidal mm. doesn't have to mean necessary argumentation, but there'll be some back and forward. Yeah. You know, there'll be some some well, I don't, I'm not sure what you said is correct, mm. and okay, well, it, and you go back, but mm. always billeti mm. hasan. So whenever you get into that back and forward. There's, there's inevitably going to be a, a sort of a pressure to kind of, you know, almost beat down your opponent And mm. kind of get on top mm. of the situation and really, you know, mm. show your presence But that's not, that's not what Allah commands you, Allah mm. commands you ahsan. When you get into that debate and the argumentation with them Make sure you're always taking that the high, moral high ground mm. Your behavior is always at the highest yeah. standard of, of character uh, still on topic of Noor, by the way. Yeah, sorry. There was another thing. No, we went. It was a, it was a lovely uh, aside. On the topic of Nuh, hmm. uh, one of the things that amazes me about the story of Noor is the patience of Noor. SubhanAllah, 950 years of calling the people to worship Allah, and very few people accepted Islam from Noor. It was said that it was only a handful of people who accepted Islam. And the scholars differed over the number, but it's a very, very small number of people accepted Islam mm. from Nuh. And yet, in all of that time, he was calling his people, just being patient with them. And that's also, you know, now we live in a an age of instant results, don't we? Like everything yeah. has to be instant. Yeah. You know, you have to get someone's shahada. How to get shahada in ten seconds? Not ten seconds, five seconds, you know? It has to be, yeah. everything has to be instant. But actually, the da'wah of the prophets was very patient. Mm. And look at the, the Prophet ﷺ. And no doubt his example is the best example Look at when he was given a chance to crush the people of Makkah The angel of the mountains was sent to him And said if you wish Allah has given me permission And I will crush the people of Makkah between these two mountains The Prophet he said leave them for perhaps Allah will bring out from their children A people who will worship Allah alone." from their offspring, look at the, the vision, mm. that even if these people don't accept Islam, mm. perhaps their children or their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren will accept Islam. So that long-term so powerful, vision. So and the shaytan has a long-term vision to misguide mm. you. You should not be you know, under any sort of misassumption uh, you know, that the shaytan has a long-term vision to misguide a person. He's willing to misguide a people over yeah. You know, generations and generations, mm. like the people of Noah, yeah. when they first of all, you know, started with uh, with pictures and then with statues mm. and then venerating the statues mm. and then finally worshiping them as gods besides Allah over yeah. generations of time. But the same that the prophets salam, their calling to Tawheed was mm. was even more patient. And They had that yeah. patience to to take that long time mm. to you know for for people to even if people didn't accept. 950 years Can you imagine Sheikh?
0: That's like some Most empires Are not that old Sheikh, subhanallah. Oh, <laughs> You know You think sometimes You know we, we live in England We're from England Right Sometimes we can't Imagine ever You know May Allah forgive us But sometimes We can't imagine People finding Islam In large numbers In England that's But true. subhanAllah There's always hope SubhanAllah
1: and You know sure. 950 years SubhanAllah Amazing. It's so true And you know subhanallah that we have to say that islam is so perfect and mm. so beautiful and so easy it really mm. it's the easiest thing to sell to people like you know you it's not even a, it's like you have the perfect product all you have to do is show people what you mm. have and people will mm. accept islam in large numbers because it's natural mm. it's it, it's what it, it's what matches your nature and yeah. it matches your you know, what's built within you to recognize mm-hmm. God, God and to worship God alone That's subhanAllah, yeah. Islam, the, the, the oneness of God that doesn't exist in any other religion mm-hmm. And that's also really important when we talk about the characteristics of the da'iyah uh, When we talk about, for example, the sending of Mu'adh to Yemen mm-hmm. Mu'adh ibn Jabal, when he was sent to Yemen And how the Prophet saw Alaihi Wasallam instructed him and gave him advice and one of the things he said to him, he said, "فَلْيَكُنْ أَوَّلَ and you The word is in Sahih Bukhari and others that let the first thing you call them to be the Tawheed of Allah, to the mm. oneness of Allah. Cool. Because Islam has a lot of mahasin, a mm. lot of beautiful things, mm. and maybe we might explain how Islam treats parents, mm. how Islam uh, looks after the weak in the society, but ultimately. That's not the thing that really mm. makes Islam different from ev- Yes, Islam is, is head and shoulders above everybody else when it comes to uh, the the issues of uh, w- parents and the family and the society Islam is just on a whole another level in terms of the excellence of, of treatment that exists mm. But that's not what made the Sahaba it's become common. Muslim What made them become Muslim is the oneness of God mm. That Allah is one, yeah. he has no son, he has no father And there is nothing deserving of worship uh, but him He has the most perfect names and attributes, he's able to do all things mm. That's what made people mm. become Muslim Yeah, And so it's really important, we don't allow ourselves as a right, diet diya- so Even without that, you, you can't Exactly <laughs> We don't allow yeah. ourselves to get mm. diverted mm. And to end up talking to people about the virtues of the hijab Or mm. the excellence of Birr al-walidain These mm. are fantastic And they are mahasin And the Islam is different In mm. those things To other things But ultimately We've got to keep bringing The conversation back to yeah. The oneness of Allah Because that's what The Prophet said yeah. to Mu'adh: The first thing You're ever going to call them to And you allah mm. That the one To make Allah one That Allah is one And then After that You start to introduce The other aspects of mm. Islam uh, in there. I think also from the da'wah of our messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, one of the things you can see for sure is the excellent manners that a da'iyah should have. Always the da'iyah. We, we alluded to this mm. when we said ahsan, mm. But it's worth mentioning separately as a characteristic yeah. of a da'iyah that the da'iyah should be a person whose character, whose character in terms of manners, in terms of the way they behave with people, is of the highest Standard and Allah said about the Prophet, You are on the highest standard of manners. And our mother Aisha, عنها, when she was asked about the Prophet, how he used to be, she said that his manners were like the Quran. In some of the narrations, القرآن, his mannerisms, he embodied the Quran in his mannerisms. The way that he mm. behaved embodied the Quran. So, we as people giving da'wah, we mm. need to be. We need to be like that, we need mm. to be people who, you know often in da'wah you meet people who don't treat you very well mm. You know like who might insult your religion, they might insult you, mm. they might get angry with you But you must keep that really high standard of character because so many times many many of the Sahaba accepted Islam Because of the character of the Prophet ﷺ, which led them to listen to the message yeah. It was the character and the way he treated them that led them to, mm. you know, to take that message. Man,
0: I was literally just editing a, another podcast that I did a few weeks ago. A brother called uh, Hassan from London, and his uncle became Muslim before him, and he was saying that he was being so rude with him before Islam, you know. But his uncle just had so much patience for years and years and years. Subhanallah, and that's the thing. You just have to keep your cool and remember that it's it's not personal for you. In fact, it's it's Allah that's why they're not happy, right?
1: Exactly It's not about about, uh, you, it's the the message It's It's not you that they deny But it's the ayat of Allah that they deny And I think also that's why a person when they're giving da'wah They need to remember that their da'wah needs to be The job that you have is to convey the message It's Mm. not to make people believe Yes, And that's where a lot of people You might feel despair or Either one of two things Either you, you a person gets overconfident And becomes sort of Maybe even falls into things like arrogance And things like that Or a person falls into despair And just feels so lost Because they're trying to Take it on, on themselves To actually guide people yes. And convert people it's too, it's too big of a burden You can never do it You can it. never do that The Prophet ﷺ <laughs> was told yeah. You don't guide who you love But Allah guides whoever He wills Your job is mm. To convey the message In the best possible mm. way So for me When I see somebody Who is a, a potential um, Prospect for da'wah Someone to talk to about Islam Then ultimately what I'm thinking is How can I get the message of Islam Across to them in the best way mm and purest and and most suitable way for them to understand it mm. but ultimately whether they will be guided or mm. not that's in the hands mm. of Allah You know
0: I always say can our job is to convey, not convince It's kind that's of a, it. a quick way of, you know, very, kind of so true SubhanAllah So Shaykh, what other type of characteristics, you know um, You know, of course, it's a given that uh, a day you should have knowledge as you said, you know, uh, conveying with truth, you know um, but what other type of characteristics and mannerisms uh, mm.
1: should a call have? I think there are uh, there are a number of see there are a number that are specific to da'wah itself, and then there are a lot of characteristics which are just characteristics of the Muslim. Mm. So, uh, for example, when the Prophet saw a man from among the Sahaba, and he said to him, "In nafika you Allah." You have two characteristics that Allah loves: al-hilm wal-ana. You are Halim, you are you mm. don't you're not quick to take people to account. You're not mm. you're not quick to take revenge, mm. and you mm. are slow in you know you take your time. Those two are not mentioned specifically regarding dawah. They just mentioned as characteristics that Allah loves. Mm. But if you apply them to dawah, especially being just gentle and slow and taking things easy, you know how many times we get into this dawah situation where we're back and forward, where we you know where we're we feel the need to instantly respond yeah. all the time to everything But if we had that anah, that, just that mm. slowness to say, let me have a think about that You know, what? I'm not rushed mm. so, so there's, there's actually, I mean, we've only talked about some of the characteristics that are specific to the da'iya in da'wah But actually there are loads and loads of characteristics that are not specific to da'wah yeah. They're general characteristics of Muslims but they, if you apply them to your da'wah, yeah. it can make a big, big difference SubhanAllah, um, that's, a, that's a big point, Shaykh. So. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the ones that I wanted to mention again, going back to Surah Yusuf uh, w- When Allah told us and told the Prophet to say uh, SubhanAllah wa ma'ana min wa SubhanAllah is a, is a word which from it, the meaning of that word is to declare Allah to be exalted and perfect and free of all imperfections. And ultimately, that's got to be a major motivation of a person who's giving da'wah, that when you're giving da'wah to people, you want to take away all those wrong things that are said about Allah, all those misconceptions that are said about Allah, mm. and you want to bring clarity. Wa ma ana mina mushrikeen. Mm. I am not one of the polytheists, and so many people who give da'wah today Aren't really clear about what mm. they're calling to, aren't really clear about what they themselves necessarily hold to be true, or or, mm. or, or kind of try to, you know, conceal it for a long time. Mm. Whereas in the ayah, we just told, please everyone. Yeah, like, we're yeah. just told in the ayah, man, and I'm not one of the people who mm. makes a partner with Allah. Mm. The clarity that you want yeah. to bring to people. Subhanallah. Uh, that's another one. So I think this subhanAllah, it is it is a really big topic. There are so mm. many characteristics of the da'iyah Especially when we start to look at the general characteristics of that are praiseworthy mm. in Islam which were the characteristics of the Prophet and the Prophet of course his primary role was to call people to Islam so yeah. those become also characteristics yeah. of the da'ya So I would say to somebody moving on from here that you know if you were to go through something like Shamailun ca- mm. Nabi the characteristics of the Prophet this a lovely book has been translated into English the, the Prophet's uh, traits, the traits that he had Um, And it's by Imam al-Tirmidhi, the author of the famous Mm. Jami' al-Tirmidhi He wrote a book called Shama'il-Nabi And in it he described the Prophet as a person, how he used Mm. to be His physical appearance and his character Mm. and the way he used to behave And from that, every single characteristic you see of his You can literally Mm. copy-paste into the list of characteristics Mm. of the da'iyah Because that's what Mm. he was Subhanallah, I think...
0: You know, for somebody who doesn't have much knowledge, you know, about Islam, I think a very quick way is to think would the Prophet ﷺ be doing this? That's very true. <laughs> you know, subhanAllah, would the Sahaba be doing what I am doing? You know, that's very, very true. You, you've really got to, I think, I think there really needs to be, um, I think, I think generally, uh, dawah, especially online, there really needs to be, uh, it needs to be rethought. You know, I think I think people need to start really analyzing what they're doing Is it really Dawah, you know, is this really benefiting Islam Or is it possibly actually turning people away
1: Yeah, and I think the, the, the measurement for that has to be the Qur'an and the Sunnah Not the perceived results mm, Because definitely. you may perceive your results to be good yeah. Like 200,000 people accepted Islam mm. That seems like a good mm. result But ultimately, was mm. it accepted by Allah yeah. Well, that depends if it was done mm. Sincerely for Allah and yeah. in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah But what you mentioned about the da'i and how they behave That's also a characteristic that comes under the topic of muru'ah Like your, your general behaviour mm. should be the behaviour of an ambassador of Islam mm. Not the behaviour of someone who's seen in you know, haram places yeah you know, has got their, their Instagram feeds full of them doing things they shouldn't be mm. that person can't be an ambassador for Islam. Yeah. They can be a Muslim yeah. we're not going to throw them out of Islam, but they can't be an ambassador for Islam mm. and they do, you know, doing things that are even very small things like it could be um, drinking while standing up, mm. you know, it's a very small thing it's yeah. not even haram in a, in a, yeah. in, a, in a pure sense, you know yeah. but at the end of the day somebody might see mm. that and then feel Oh, you know, this person doesn't respect mm. the sunnah, they're not, and then not yeah. listen to them, so you know... Even things that might even be exa- cultural, exa- Exactly, upon, these yeah. little cultural yeah. nuances, the da'ya mm. even has to be aware of those mm. as well, subhanAllah, so that was a very subhanallah, good SubhanAllah,
0: you know, this this isn't just Muslim shaykh, subhanAllah, I mean, I remember one shaykh was saying, look, would you see Trump walking down the street, right? with all his security, eating a burger? <laughs> you know you know even even non-muslims understand this concept that these certain positions that when you have when you're representing you the leadership or you know a leader in the community or dawah that you know more is expected of you you know you're not just definitely. like the average person you should kind of
1: up the up your yeah, game basically you do have to do that definitely yeah, probably... especially when you start to take on that role of really getting into giving people dawah as yeah. opposed to the The regular Muslim who sometimes has the odd conversation with people and mentions an ayah here and an ayah there But the person who starts to really dedicate themselves to it, they really genuinely need to look at their Character overall and their behavior overall and really match it to that of the mm-hmm. Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, And make sure that it's sincere yeah. for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
0: Jazakallah khair shaykh subhanallah Wala It's been amazing just to catch up again Well, and it, was uh, a lovely, it was
1: a really lovely topic I'm, yeah, looking to I'm looking forward to the rest of the series Inshallah seeing the different uh, And maybe we'll get uh, you Masha'i to finish Femme. the series <laughs> Inshallah The different, different Well, give Masha'i me
0: Masha'i. another idea now Muslim
1: 101 So we've got Dell 101 And characteristics of Muslim inshallah That's a really beautiful topic I have a topic I love to talk about on that And I think if you have time rujula the topic of manlyhood yeah, and about what it means how that how that whole, all those characteristics of manlyhood have been mostly or in many cases have been lost among you know our young yeah. boys today that's, and the same you could do about, you know, womanhood on the, uh, for the girls. <laughs> it's it's such, we're going to be here till Fajr. I'd
0: love to do that. Characteristics <laughs> is a beautiful so topic. That's amazing. It's ah, yeah. a lovely topic. Inshallah. I hope we can Allah get that on a future podcast. <laughs> Barakallahu <laughs> feek. JazakAllah khair. Allah bless you. Asalaamu
1: alaykum. Asalaamu
0: alaykum. Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. JazakAllah khair. As-salamu alaykum wa barakatuh.